Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Monday, September 5th. Let's jump into today's top stories. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey tells the SEC Network's Paul Feinbaum on college football playoff expansion, I think one of the really misunderstood or miscommunicated points was the small committee on which I served. We all said from the beginning when we made the original presentation that for year 13 with this 12-team format, we would fully go to market with the media rights and what that conveyed, and we were very specific, to say everybody will have the opportunity to participate. Now some cite this decision to withhold support as an attempt to leverage other media entities in. The reality was we were always going to market and that affects us all and as commissioner of the Southeastern Conference, with a really important relationship with Disney ABC ESPN, I acknowledge that. I've shared that with my ESPN colleagues that said there's no guarantee that we would go with multiple media partners. That's certainly a possibility but we have to be responsible to understand we need to see the actual proposals before we make such a decision for allocating future media rights. On what change to make the expansion possible, motivation from presidents and chancellors is enormously helpful for commissioners. We all work directly for presidents and chancellors who form our board, so they've delivered a message. That's a motivating factor. Some of the changes that have taken place over the last 14 months, that will be a motivating factor. The Athletics' Matt Brown goes back to the start of the BCS era in 1998 and breaks down how the FBS postseason would have looked in the coming 12-team college football playoff format. Super interesting data, starting with, 66 schools would have had at least one playoff appearance. Only 11 current Power 5 programs would not have made a playoff, Boston College, Duke, Kentucky, Minnesota, NC State, Northwestern, Purdue, Rutgers, Syracuse, Vanderbilt and Wake Forest. Further, there would have been 13 instances of programs making it to the postseason as automatics who were ranked outside of the top 12, and 6 instances buys for teams not in the top 6. 32 programs would have received at least one buy and one four-loss team, Florida State in 2002, would have made the field. Michigan head football coach Jim Harbaugh continues discussing his stance about paying student-athletes, following the decision to expand the college football playoff and the Big Ten's new TV deal. I think you know exactly where I stand on that. Well documented that I do believe the players should receive a revenue share from the massive TV deals that have been worked out. Don't you agree? What do you think? As I said back in the summer, a large piece should come the ones who are negotiating those TV deals. It's 7 point some billion? It's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I think players should receive a revenue share. Amidst the bevy of conference realignment moves over the last decade, ASUN Commissioner Ted Gumbart recalls how the league took a different approach. I would go back to the discussions we had with our President's Council at least eight years ago, maybe more like ten now. Realignment was happening at that point, and we talked about whether we should have higher buyouts for departing institutions. That's a normal thing for a conference to announce. Our President said that sounds like handcuffs, which is one way to do it. But why don't we figure out what we can offer to become attractive and therefore not worry about people wanting to be in our league, and know that we've built something that people really want? So we kind of had a change in our attitude and said, okay, what can we do to deliver the very best experience for our schools and our students? And out of that came an attitude that you cannot be afraid of a new idea. 
Texas A&M Commerce Interim AD Eric Coleman joins D1 Ticker and connects Kristen Urkel to discuss the D1 transition for the Lions. Coleman touches on the response from donors, facilities enhancements on the horizon, the fit with the Southland and much more. On Commerce's fundraising goal, Coleman states, My goal is to be able to fully fund full cost of attendance for all of our sports not just football, men's and women's basketball. And so at the FCS level we're able to pull that off. That's going to give us a competitive advantage over all schools in the country at this level, and even be able to compete with the FBS level. On facilities, we already have tremendous beach volleyball facilities here and also tennis so we can add those to women's sports. And then we also recently started beginning talks and preparation to possibly put an on-campus golf practice facility for our student-athletes. We have an event center that's coming up, our court sports will be able to play in and that'll be fall of 2024. More from this conversation can be found only on Connect. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Monday, September 5th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.